You have tuned in to Debt Free Wealth Radio with Trudy Behrman. Thanks for taking us along with you on your mobile phone, on the web, or through our syndicated outlets. We bring you programs and products geared to the Christian income earner to become a profitable steward who enjoys debt-free wealth because prosperity is not entitled, but it is within reach. Today's topic is the young messiah of faith and business. Yes, they do mix. And I'm supposed to have on Cyrus Nolrasta. He is the director of this movie that is to launch today. Now, so far he has not shown up on the line. I'm just going to go ahead and share the information I have on the movie with you. I do intend to get this interview for you, even if I have to bring it at another time. He was scheduled to be on with me this morning to talk about the new movie, The Young Messiah, which launches today. So The Young Messiah is the latest faith-based movie to hit the big screens and the only one made to date that focuses a creative take on the life of a young Jewish Jesus. Like I said, the movie director is Cyrus Nowraste, and he is an award-winning director known for films including The Stoning of Soraya and The Path to 911. Uh, he is also producing this movie along with Chris Columbus, Michael Barnison, and Mike Mark Radcliffe. And together they've produced movies like Home Alone, Harry Potter, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Goonies, and The Help. So I was really looking forward to talking to them today. Now this movie, I'm encouraging Christians to go see this, guys, because Hollywood needs to get the message that movies of this nature, faith-based movies, will be supported and that we do want more movies just like this. Now, this film is guaranteed to raise many theological debates because the Bible is pretty silent on Jesus in his young years. I understand this movie is taken from a primarily Jewish perspective, and The Young Messiah is a celebration of the Holy Family and their journey of faith. Mary is an especially strong character in the film, and it will appeal to women and mothers, but Joseph is treated with great reverence, which is a welcome addition because he's absent from so many films on Jesus. And his character, as played, will be an inspiration to men and fathers and everywhere. Let me see if this is Cyrus. Is it Cyrus? Yeah. Oh, awesome. I I started without you, and I was like, I was so hoping you'd show up today. Thank you for... Thank you for joining me today, uh, Cyrus. Thank you. Okay. Thanks awesome. for having so, um, me. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. So, guys, I am talking with Cyrus Nowraste, and he is a director of this production, The Young Messiah. It opens nationwide today. The official website is theyoungmessiah.com. So, uh, Cyrus, uh, again, thank you for joining me. And I understand your wife, Betsy, is the screenwriter of this movie, which is taken from the work of Anne Rice. What was it like working together with your wife on a project like The Young Messiah? Well, we've worked together before, so it was great. Um, you know, um, we both have sort of different strengths and we're able to complement one another. And... Um, 
you know, it's it, it's always great to be able to work with one spouse who understands what it is that you do, uh, and we enjoy it. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, now, the Young Messiah, <laughs> as a focus feature, it opens today. Um, now, it's the only film to date that centers on the young life of Jesus, and it takes care of that gap, that period of time between Jesus' birth and his ministry as an adult. Now, the Bible only makes one tiny reference to this gap mentioned in Luke 2.52, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Now, since the Bible is pretty much silent on the details, tell us, Iris, what research and perspective was used to build out this creative take and flesh out this missing detail from the Bible? We are not attempting here to sort of tell what we absolutely believe happened with young Jesus at age seven. We're not really filling in blanks as much as we're sort of trying to present a case for what we think might have happened, what we think a possible scenario for his childhood could be. Now, we cover age seven. Um, that's based upon the Anne Rice novel, okay? In age, at age seven, that's sort of the dawn of reason among children. They start to ask questions. They have a sense of their own mortality. Uh, they, they, they see the broader world. Um, and I think the idea here in The Young Messiah is that this child, who is fully divine and fully human, his human side senses there's something different about him. So he sets about to ask questions and come to an understanding to find answers. Who am I? Now, in presenting this scenario, Anne Rice did a ton of theological study as to what she thinks might have been the situation if young Jesus had been asking these questions, what the world would have been like, um, and what are appropriate sort of, you know, answers to these questions as this child comes to the full comprehension of who he is. We had theologians, biblical scholars, also help us with the script because when you're adapting a novel, you have to make changes, and we didn't want to sort of add something that would be, well, a problem theologically. So you sort of... You do your study, you get your consultants, you get your advisors, and you tell a story. And you hope that you're being respectful and reverent in your interpretation. And that's that's how we approached it. Okay. Now, we know that any actor worth their salt can actually create very believable roles of the characters they play. But to, to your knowledge... Um, was personal faith considered uh, when you were selecting cast? No, no, uh, not 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 really. What I would do with with cast is essentially tell them that I don't know what your personal faith is, um, or you know spiritually how you feel about things, uh, but if you have that within you, 
you need to call upon it in playing uh, this role in the movie. In other words, wherever wherever you're coming from in, internally inside, you may want to reach for that uh, that part of you. I, I think you tell that to actors in any uh, sense uh, of portrayal they're, they're they're going to deliver. You know, if you're I don't know if you're playing. Uh, if I'm talking to an to an actor who's going to play the wife or the husband of an athlete, let's say a woman athlete, probably sports may be something that brought them together. So this husband who's playing uh, opposite an athlete who's a wife may want to learn as much as he can about the sport that she's into because it probably plays a part in the movie that relationship, you know, so it's just, that, that that's what you do when you're working with actors. So, and you know what, they do it naturally, the good ones do it naturally anyway. Right, right, right. So tell us a little bit about the cast and the production crew. Go ahead, name names, tell us whatever you want to tell us about, especially the key key players in this in this whole thing. Well, you know, we filmed in um, in Italy, and it was an extraordinary experience working with Italian artisans, uh, a production designer who was Italian, art director, uh, Italian costume designer. They're really extraordinary at their job. We also had a wonderful hair and makeup. You know, you're creating 2000, the world of 2000 years ago. So beards and long hair are, are a common feature. Um, these people were all really wonderful at their jobs and helping us to sort of create that, that world. Um, majority of our crew was Italian, um, camera, uh, you know, electric, every, you know, a, a large chunk of our people, uh, were Italian and, you know, they have a wonderful cinematic tradition over there. Um, in Rome, uh, we were based at Cinecitta studios, which goes back many years, and many classic films made there. So it was it was really a, a privilege to be able to make a film in Italy and work with these incredibly talented people. What about the the cast? Well, you know, everything in this movie is around the boy playing young Jesus. Uh, we needed a seven-year-old character, or I mean, seven-year-old actor playing a character who basically carries the movie. There aren't a lot of seven-year-olds with long resumes out there, so we had to do a global search to find our young Messiah. Um, we saw over 2,000 kids, when you include the tapes that were sent in uh, through an open casting call. So always my approach was cast the boy first, whoever he is, and wherever you find him from, and however he speaks, wherever his accent is, you're, you then cast around him. So we found a young boy named Adam Graves Neal in London, who's extraordinary. And we're very fortunate. Um, he's extremely talented. Also just very, you know, capable, very mature for his age, um, but also a lot of fun. So we, uh, we're thrilled. So he was actually seven years old? 
When I first, uh, when I his first audition, he was seven. By the time we actually made the film, he was eight, going on nine, um, oh. playing a seven-year-old. Okay. And um, okay. we cast around him um, for the Holy Family, for Joseph, for Mary. I wanted relative unknowns, people who are very fine actors, but you don't really recall them from other parts. Because I wanted our audience to sort of become immersed in this family as the family, period. Right. So uh, I got Vincent Walsh out of Dublin to play Joseph, a very strong Joseph who has a real presence in the in, in the life of the young Messiah. I uh, found Sarah Lazzaro from uh, Rome. She's Italian, playing Mary. She's Italian, but uh, half English, so she speaks English perfectly. Brilliant actress, brilliant Mary. Um, I was very happy with my holy family. Um, the biggest name in our movie is Sean Bean, who you may know from Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> Sean portrays a Roman centurion who is tasked with the duty of finding this boy uh, who may or may not have been born in Bethlehem seven years earlier. And, and young Herod's kind of paranoid that this Messiah may be out there and he wants him found. Okay. Now, um, I haven't seen the movie myself, but I assure you I am looking forward to it. So tell us, what can the audience expect when they hit the theaters this weekend and going forward? And without giving the story away, kind of give us a teaser, an overview, if you would, of, I mean, you know, it's a great trailer, but just for the listening audience. You mean a kind of overview of what the movie's about, sort of the story? Um, yeah, basically? just what to expect. What, what, what to expect when we go? Well, to I'll t- uh, you're going to go on a journey with a very special child and his family, and in the course of this journey, this child comes to the full comprehension of who he is as the son of God. But this journey is not just a kind of theological inquiry or religious sermon. It's an adventure. It's an adventure into the world of the Holy Land 2,000 years ago. Um, The movie is a PG-13, but it's a very soft PG-13. There are a couple of moments of violence. I wouldn't call them graphic, Um, but... So so I believe this is a movie for the whole family, but ultimately parents themselves have to decide. I think if your child is the same age as, age as the child in the movie and up, I think the movie is entirely appropriate. But like I said, it's up to parents because they know their, their children individually. And, um, you know, it's a, I think it's a beautiful story. And one of the things I love about it, uh, Trudy, is this whole thing because I've seen it in advanced screenings where children who see this movie sit there and they watch this movie and they're enthralled by the idea of a Jesus who runs and plays and asks questions and is a child just like them. Because so often young children have grown up with only the image of the man suffering on the cross as Jesus, and that's daunting. Mm. And it's scary. Mm -hmm. It's scary for a kid. 
Instead, they're saying a Jesus who's a living, breathing, beautiful child. And I can't tell you how they open up to it. Um, and whether they're Christian or not, it's just it gives them another perspective. And this child Jesus in our movie acts with charity and kindness and compassion and filled with inquiry. And I think it makes these kids kind of the same way. They come out and they're asking questions. And they're laughing and they're smiling and they're showing a little bit more compassion toward one another and consideration. So um, it, it's really been an, an, an eye-opening experience um, watching kids watch this movie. And I can imagine I'm resonating with a Jesus that they can recognize. Now, I just want to mention, Sarah, I actually wrote a book titled Jesus Had a Stepdad Too, and it was a fictional take on a young Jesus. And the focus on that particular book was actually on Joseph because I found that today many families need those positive stories about family. And the Jesus-Joseph relationship is a very important conversation because today blended families are a reality. And I was actually glad to read that this movie not only acknowledges Joseph, who is hardly mentioned in other creative pieces on the life of Jesus, but also gives him a, a prominent role. And you mentioned that the, the, the gentleman that plays this part actually has a pretty strong presence in that movie. And I want to just celebrate that because fathers in general, I think, are minimalized. And then uh, the role of Joseph in a lot of stories has been minimalized, if mentioned. So I, I really want to celebrate this um, this this part of the movie that, that's, that is uh, sure to come through. Um, did you want to say anything more about that? Because I do have another question. Well, no, I... Jesus, uh, Joseph had to have been strong. Um, he has a very important presence in this child's life. And we know how important the father is in, in, in the lives of children. And when the father's missing, how, you know, there's this gap. It's the same if a child is missing his mother, you know. There's, there's going to be this gap. And this is a child who grows up with, with uh, Yes, he's the son of God, but also the human side of young Jesus is learning and experiencing life as a, as, as a boy. Uh, and so he needs a father with the presence right there, a human presence. And he gets it from Joseph. Right. Now, one of the things that I love most about having you on with me this morning, Cyrus, is that right now, in this moment, you represent something that really is important here over at Debt Free Wealth Radio, which is a high level of how faith and business can actually mix in a very profound way. Many Christian entrepreneurs and leaders are so busy being politically correct that they keep Jesus out of anything income. Yet, Jesus is the focus of this movie, and I hope for you and the production team that it is a huge blockbuster. Now, regardless, major money would have had to have been invested in this, mo in this movie. Somewhere along the line, someone in your, someone or some group of people in your party were very confident that faith was going to pay big. So, you know, I really celebrate that. I don't know if you want to make any comments about 
um, the mixture of faith and business when it comes to making a movie of this nature, um, the young Messiah. I mean, want to say anything on that? That's super important well, for us over here. I, I think that, I think, look, faith is a very important aspect of, of our lives. Um, we kind of live in a secular predominant culture. Well, at least in terms of the culture, like shall we say, music and the internet and uh, television and film, secularism kind of dominates. I, I, there is very much a religious presence in this country, but you need to kind of seek it out. Um, but a country founded founded on Christian Judeo, you know, principles, you sort of can't get around it. it, it it's there. Um, the Bible is basically filled with stories, beautiful stories that also have a moral and a point to them in terms of one's life, conduct, and association with God. And it has value in our lives, I believe. But I also believe we're in the business of entertainment and stories, but we also want to pass on some sense of, of, of virtue and right and wrong and how to conduct people's lives and what better way to do that than through faith and making faith-based movies that are sort of inspired by stories in the Bible or filling in gaps of those great stories in the Bible uh, while being reverential and respectful. Now, I think we want to tell great stories. We want stories to have meaning, but we can't do that. Tell those kinds of stories unless people go. Because right. movies are an ex- movies are an expensive medium. Now, when we say people go, we also want those stories to have impact. We want people to hear those stories and to see those stories and to be moved by those stories. So yes, you need to have an audience, and that will spawn more and more. I mean, I think this this sort of revival of movies about Jesus really started, I think, with um, with uh, Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ, which I think is an incredibly powerful and beautiful film. Um, he was able to find a huge audience and it raised a lot of eyebrows in Hollywood um, about the potential and maybe perhaps this audience out there is unserved. Maybe there's uh, really a lot of people who, you know, the right movie comes along, they'll go, even though they may not have gone to the theater for a long time or they go once a year, you know? Right. So... Mm -hmm. You know, my I parents think, uh, fit that, that, my parents fit that group, that's for sure. Yeah, and um, so, you know, it all fits in. So what's next for you, Cyrus? Difficult to say. I've got a couple of really interesting projects that I'm trying to put together. One has an actor attached. Um, but I'll tell you, it wouldn't break my heart if this movie does really well and we, we would have to do a sequel. You do a Jesus at age 12. <laughs> That's fantastic. Anything else you want to share with us before we wrap up? No, just that I enjoy, I've enjoyed our conversation, and I hope that uh, you and your audience will take time to go see The Young Messiah. It's in theaters today across the country, at a theater near you. Um, Go to my uh, website, cyrusnarasa.com. Send me an email. Tell me what you think of the movie. I'm also on Twitter, at Cyrus Narasta. 
Um, if you need to find out what theaters it may be playing near, near you, go to theyoungmessiah.com. Um, also, you can see the trailer at theyoungmessiah.com and see the endorsements that we received across denominational endorsements to just get a better sense of the movie. Yes, and I did see those, and that was amazing. I mean, um, the secular groups, the, the faith-based groups, they all had fantastic things to say. So, again, guys, I really want to encourage you to go see The Young Messiah at a theater near you and keep watch it again and again. If, I hope that at some point it will probably come out, uh, you know, in a CD, in a disc, or net, continue watching it, continue moving it along the line, even when it's beyond the time of the theaters, we want Hollywood to understand. We want to consume this kind of content so they will not block it and they will encourage it and they will continue to allow stuff like this to be produced for us, and that would just be totally awesome. So, again, The Young Messiah opens nationwide today. Be sure to go see it. I'm definitely going to go take my family to go see it. Cyrus, it was Awesome to have you on with me this morning. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. All right, Thank guys, and uh, this that was uh, that free walk today. A little, a little different take from our usual thing, but again, here was a perfect example of faith and business coming together in a profitable, well, we expect profitable outcome for the entire cast and production team of The Young Messiah. And it was a pleasure having Sarah Snorasta on with me today, director of The Young Messiah. Trudy Behrman here saying thank you all for joining me, and I'll see you next time.